Pit Guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Colorado Land Tire and Service. All right, we got an exciting, super high-packed episode this week. Lot, lots of lots of good stuff coming yeah. on, coming your way. We uh, we're gonna do something a little different. Uh, we we are hoping that we're gonna get some new listeners on this episode. Uh, usually, you all tune in and uh, are super pumped to hear our open segment. Yep. We're gonna bump that to the back end of the episode this week. So all of you people that love to listen to Hopper complain about silly things. I'll still be complaining, but it'll be at the end of the show. It's it's coming. Yeah. Uh, we wanted to move that back because this week uh, we got Courtney from King of the Hammers yep. uh, with us. She has got some exciting stuff that she wants to announce. Um, you may have heard of some of this, but she's got actual details. And for some reason, she thought this would we would be great guys to like get this information out there. I mean, we're pretty cool dudes. I, we're, we're cool dudes, man, but she we're must celebrities like, in our own eyes. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to question anyone's bad judgment in this room tonight. So <laughs> anyway, here we go. We got Courtney with us. Welcome back hey, to the guys. show. First ever returning guest. Good thank you. Up. That makes me feel so special. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's good because... Uh, our other buddy, Jeff, the worst guest ever, is sitting here, and he does not feel special. <laughs> I do, too. You so talked you about pull me. each other out? Oh, yeah. What? Yeah, he's, he, he's, he thinks he's special, and he is special. He's a special kind of special. Anyway, exactly. all, we're already getting off topic. Okay. All right. We, uh, we've got you here uh, this week. You have been working on some really awesome stuff. Um, we'll just mention it real quick. King of the Hammers, uh, and Ultra Four, two separate things now, right? Dave sold Ultra Four USA. Uh, you are with King of the Hammers and Hammer King Productions. So now you're getting to focus maybe a little bit more of your time, I, I think, on uh, big picture stuff, right? Absolutely. King of the Hammers is not far away at all i mean yes i'm very aware not of far at all <laughs> yes as far as uh um, we, as far as car prep race car prep stuff like that like you're like oh i got some time to tear into it and find out the weak links and all that no no it's like literally gonna be like tomorrow that's what it feels like Yes, February 2nd. So we are months away from it. Actually, um, I, I can say that we are opening ticket sales to the public next week, September 1st. Oh my. Um, so we have a big campaign coming for that next week that we've been working on. Uh, so that's coming out. Uh, we're here to talk about the rookies, the rookie campaign, uh, which is blowing up. Uh, social media, our website, it is, it's gone viral. It's one of the largest uh, reaches we've ever had on uh, Hammer King, the Ultra Four, the uh, King of the Hammers, social media website as a whole. Uh, it has just taken off and we are so excited about it. Uh, when we say rookies, that is not meaning a rookie driver, someone who's never driven before. That is someone who is a rookie to king of the hammers. So that is a clarification we definitely want to make. 
we have rookie drivers for King of the Hammers that have won Baja races, that have won Mint. And then we have rookies who have come to Lake Bed last year as fans of King of the Hammers and they came as spectators and they were like, you guys know you come and show up on the lake Mm -hmm. bed and (laughs) you can't leave you love it and you see it and he saw this there's a couple of them saw it and said this is now in my blood Mm -hmm. (laughs) i need it i want it left the lake bed bought race cars one of them walked away and bought a 4400 and never having never having driven a race car ever before bought a 4,400 and is now back as a rookie driver for King of the Hammers 2023. That's crazy. And this thing started out like kind of small, right? Like you were going to pick a rookie (laughs) to like follow along. And then it like exploded. I know there was a week where people were like, did you pick me? Did you pick me? Are you going to pick me? Like, tell me who you're going to pick. And you were like, pump the brakes. We've got to change this up a little bit. Yes. So that is actually, you're correct, how it, how it originally started. And that's a great that you bring that up because we do still, I just got a question about that today, actually. Uh, so it started as we put a contest out there to contest for one rookie. So it originally started as 4,400 drivers and you had to submit videos uh, to us. And it was a minute long video. You submitted it to us and we were going to vote on who was going to be the next 4,400 rookie. And then we we're going to follow them production wise and uh, bring them to King of the Hammers and show off this one person and follow their story, you know, how to register, do those types of things. We started getting the submissions and we were like, whoa, why are we picking one person when there are so many people that we can help? And honestly, that's, that's what this became for us was a story of all the different people that we could help. I've been in, I've been to King of the Hammers for a handful of years now. I've done the registration. Um, you know, I've been involved with it behind the scenes, uh, for a year now going into my second year. And that's the biggest thing that I saw last year was people coming in and being overwhelmed with the logistics, the how to register, how to get there, how to pit, um, how to get the people together to do it. Um, There's so many different pieces and moving parts because it's not like you're picking up and going to a short course race or, uh, you know, going camping for the weekend or going camping for a week. There's so many different pieces to it. And so helping people piece it together for the very first time and taking that stress from them and, and putting it together and teaching them how to do it, giving them access to the people who are putting the registration together, giving them access to Dave Cole, the owner, the person who knows those trails inside and out. I can tell you, we already had a handful of rookies that came out to the ranch and, and visited Dave. And he said, okay, uh, here are some, here are some points, put them in your navigation. I'll meet you here when you're done. And he sent them out into the trails and taught them how to use their navigation. That is something that we're having, uh, we're having other drivers who have been racing for years now saying, man, like, I really wish this was here a year ago, two years ago, three years ago. Uh, And that's, that is the entire point of the program at this point is 
teaching them, helping them. And we expanded it from just 4,400 to all classes and we're still taking rookies. So if people are going to race King of the Hammers and they've never done so before, doesn't matter what you've driven in the past. If you have never driven King of the Hammers before, you are a rookie to us and we want them to join our rookie class of 2023, the first ever rookie class. It's so exciting. Well, the the one uh, one slight shade I'm going to throw here is, is that there are some experienced guys who have raced hammers multiple times who still need this help. <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, Chuck Crossland, but yeah, this is incredible. What a great idea. And it just developed, right? Like you guys, I don't, I don't know. You tell me if I'm wrong or right here, but because you guys are getting to focus on just KOH now, like you're able to kind of roll and change some of these things as you go along. And we've seen this change from what it originally was intended to. Is that, is some of that the flexibility you have now because you guys are 100% focused on this event? So, so we're creating so much behind the scenes. So uh, although we are, so we're hammer King, so it's not just King of the hammer. So that's what you see. That's the, that's the Mm -hmm. forefront of what you see. Um, We also have ultra four Europe. Um, We're working on ultra four international as well as several other projects behind the scenes. And so uh, with the sale of the, the domestic ultra four USA, uh, as Dave has said multiple times, you know, that is allowing uh, uh, Jason and his team to focus on growing that series and allowing us to focus on King of the Hammers and, and doing what we need to do with that. So it's just allowing the focus to go where it needs to on each individual forefronts um, and do what we need to with those individual things. Uh, I'm glad you said about like being able to change things and stuff like that, because I just had the the first big zoom with the rookies since we opened up the program and, you know, did an overview with them. And we talked about social media and hashtags and stuff like this. So I'm going to throw this out there a couple different times because it's so important. And I get really, I wish people could see me right now because I get so (laughs) excited about this. But so one thing that's so important that we want people to do is go on Instagram and Type in the search bar and type in, I want you guys to do this right now. You two, three, there's three of you right there. Here we go. Okay. Go on your search bar and type in the hashtag symbol Uh and then type in K-O-H rookie, R-O-O-K-I-E, two, three. So K-O-H rookie 23 Uh and then click follow. K-O-H. And I need everybody else who's going to be listening to this to do that too. Because right, right there. did Boom. it. See, got right it. There. Yes. Thank Following. you. Thank you. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what that's going to do is what we're having the rookies do is when they're posting things on social media, they are using that hashtag, but then they're additionally using uh, uh, their own personal hashtag. So say I was a rookie, I would be posting hashtag KOH rookie 23 prost because that's my last name so oh i see it KOH rookie 23 beal that's beal motorsports all the rookies are using 
hashtag KOH rookie 23, or I'm trying to get him in the habit of that and hashtag KOH rookie 23 and their last name. So by following that, there's so much good stuff on here. Holy crap. I'm just scrolling, uh, not to interrupt you, but I'm just scrolling through here. Oh my gosh. Like under this hashtag, there is so much freaking cool stuff. Like seeing these people. Oh my gosh. Like now I found my new favorite hashtag. There you go. Yeah. So, so follow the journeys of the rookies. Oh my gosh, this is so freaking exciting. What what is this smashed car that I'm looking at? Dude, there's so much good stuff. There's like a journey. An old, there's like a land cruiser, an old land cruiser. Wow. You should see some of their vehicles. They're they're insane. Something with a Tesla here. Dude, this is, (laughs) this is like, I, this uh, 23 rookie, 23 thing is going to be like the coolest thing since sliced bread. I can already, just looking at these hashtags. I cannot wait to see what happens this year. This is going to be phenomenal. So then the thing is, so if you follow that generic hashtag, that KOHRookie23, they're all going to be using that hashtag plus their specific one with their last name on the end of it. So if you see someone who you are like, oh my gosh, they're the coolest person ever, you can follow their hashtag as Mm -hmm. well. Or just follow the generic one. And then you're going to see all, you're going to see all the rookie posts because they're using that generic one. So you're gonna be able to follow the the journey, but I'm gonna throw this in there too. So there are a, there are different ways that we're going to be using those hashtags like towards the end of the, the well, towards the end of the race. So fans, there's, a, there's rookies in each class. So 4,900, EMC 4,400. They have additional purses in each class that they can win. And then there's like the go-getter award in each class and stuff. And, and we're looking at that because we're, you know, really getting to know all of the rookies. We're watching, you know, how they're posting. We're looking at their engagement, how they're helping other rookies, you know, things like that. But then we're doing a rookie of the year overall. There's the hashtag. There's where you guys come in. There's where the fans come in. Mm. You guys are voting. The racers are voting. So racers are double votes. The fans get to vote. So you not only get to vote on the lake bed, you get to vote KOH week. You get to vote live during the show. And it's all going to be on the tickers of the show. Oh, man. See, I get so excited about oh, this. Oh, yeah. You guys, I can see your faces. Yes. This is, this is, this is nuts. This is really, this is really freaking awesome. You know, like we've, we've talked about this before and, and, you know, my first time to lake bed was last year. Um, and it just gets in your blood and it's cool to see the big names, you know, the big, the big race teams, the big money productions, but man, like the most exciting is to see the guys that build the stuff in their shop on their weekends, you know, in the evenings, they're, they're hacking stuff up. They got a Harbor Freight bandsaw it's, and they put stuff together and then they go out there and they, they, they're side by side with the big guys. And the, the super exciting thing about this is the, the rookie class is going to be showcasing these people. And like in, in my mind, like, that's what it's all about. You're like, Hey, you know, bring, run what you brung, you know, build something, bring it out and see what happens. Like, that's like, to me, that's like the super exciting thing about off-road racing as compared to like F1 or NASCAR or something like that. Like 
you know, you can build something, bring it out. And this program is showcasing these people and the ingenuity that goes into it and the heart that goes into it. So this is super exciting for someone like me to see this and to be able to follow along. Well, the thing about it is if you go back and you start looking at some of those videos, like if you go to their social and we're going to start showcasing some of those. So last week, we just, like I said, had our, our first big you know, meeting to kind of teach them how to use those and stuff. And so there's a huge uh, age range of the rookies, let me tell you. So uh, some of them are like, core. I really need some help. <laughs> and some of them no social inside and out. So, so it's like the driving, some of them have won huge races and some of them have never raced at all. And so, so now that they're, they're doing phenomenal. I it's, it's, it's like, um, it's so, it's so odd to this feeling because it's, it is, it's like this class we're putting together and, uh, it's, it's like pride. Like I'm so excited. Uh, they're, they're our class and seeing them do well. I see a post that they do and they get all the tags, right. And the video, whether it's a good video or not, you <laughs> see them you know, really, you see, you see them from their first video, their submission videos or, uh, first, second video. And you see how nervous they are and how, how, much they don't want to be doing that video <laughs> to their third video uh, or their fourth video, or even them asking questions on Zoom and knowing how uncomfortable they are, but the fact that they're stepping outside of their comfort zone and they're doing it and they're trying, uh, it's like, you're so proud of them mm. and you just want to be like, good job. Like I'm rooting for you. Uh, but there's even more. So I don't, it's not just about the people who are already in the program. We want people to know that you can still join this. Like this is still open. You can still come and be in this program. So all of the details are on the website, ultra4racing.com. That's still our website. Uh, and go to the homepage, click. You can't miss it on the homepage. All the details are there. And read through that. Like I said, there's ways to earn your entry fees back. If you're a 4,400, uh, you have to finish qualifying and you earn your entry fee back. Mm -hmm. If you're an EMC, so 45, 46, 4,800, uh, you, or 4,900 UTV, any of the subclasses in UTVs, you, uh, finish the race in official race time and you earn your race entry back on top of that there's additional purses for each class, like I mentioned. Uh, so uh, there's like an additional thousand dollars to the top finisher of the rookie of the rookies on top of, uh, in each subclass on top of the regular KOH purse. Uh, and then, like I said, I mentioned already, there's like a go-getter in each class. There's the rookie of the year that the fans are voting on different things like that. So on top of that, we are inviting a Dave Cole has a personal ranch, two miles, I think it is, off of the lake bed. Uh, so that's where we gather. Most of the racers all know about it. Uh, we're inviting all the rookies out to the ranch. So we're holding a class fun session out there coming up soon. And uh, we're bringing some celebrity guests out there, some uh, very well-known racers, Jason Scherer, Lauren Healy, uh, uh, Raul Gomez is going to, you know, pipe in and talk with the racers. 
you know, potentially the pit guys, (laughs) the pit guys. Oh my god. Uh, and, and so they're going to be talking with the racers. We're going to talk social. We're going to talk marketing. We're going to talk sponsorship decks. We're going to talk tech, pitting. Uh, we're going to take them into the rocks. We're going to drive. Mm. Uh, so uh, navigation, everything you can imagine. We're going to be going over that with the rookies. They're going to have Dave Cole, the maker of King mm. of the Hammers. You know, Who else is giving you this, this access in any other race series? Uh, so we're doing that PRI, uh, we're bringing in keynote speakers into a private room from some of the largest companies. Uh, uh, Chris Corbett is going to be our keynote speaker from Nitto Tire and a private uh, speaker just for the rookies. Uh, we're going to introduce them to some of the you know key industry people, things like that, uh, that we're personally going to bring them and, and introduce them. So many perks, all for the rookies. Uh, freaking huge. This is amazing. I could just keep going and going and wow. going. You can see how excited I am about this. Yes, my yeah. This is this is mind blowing stuff. This is this is really crazy. So we uh, we've got some friends who uh, have gotten into this. Uh, our buddy Randy Burke, he mm-hmm. uh, is going to step from the co driver's seat into the driver's seat. He's get, he's building his forty four hundred. Mm-hmm. We see all his posts, and he's always sending us stuff. Uh, we, we might be uh, celebrity pitting for him. We'll see. Um, I also saw that uh, a guy, his name's Martin Duffy. Uh, a lot of us know Martin. His daughter, yes. Sarah, races UTVs. I'm not totally sure. I think he kicked Sarah out of the car so that he could race the car and be the rookie. Now, maybe she's co-driving. I don't know. Maybe she has another car. Maybe he just pulled the ultimate dad move and said, scoot your butt over. I'm driving. (laughs) So I'm going to interrupt you for a quick second because, um, I know you guys invited me to be on the show to talk rookies, but, um, since I am the first person ever to be on the show for the second time, I figured that I had a little bit of clout here. (laughs) So, or I'm going to take it. And (laughs) I figured that I was going to invite my own celebrity guest and I was going to invite Jason Scherer on the show with us because he is going to be helping us at the ranch with the rookies, um, doing part of the educational piece and talking to the rookies. So he has been helping uh, behind the scenes with curriculum and everyone, I don't think he really needs an introduction other than he's three-time king uh, him and Raul Gomez battled it out pretty hard <laughs> this year, 2022, uh, where uh, Raul ended up taking it, but um, it was a pretty good battle all the way to the end. Um, and I know Jason is coming back in 2023 looking for some revenge. So um, do you guys mind if Jason jumps on here? <laughs> I mean, oh, I, I'm uh, not going to complain. Nope, not one bit. <laughs> Hey, Jason, well, thanks for joining thanks. us. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm pretty excited about this whole rookie class. It's such a great idea, and I'm, I'm really happy to be part of it. Oh, my gosh. Hi, hey, it's good to meet you. You guys, too. Um, I love the show, and uh, I think what, what's going on with this whole thing is great. And so, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to help people. I think we have, like, a lot of different levels of drivers that are coming into the rookie class. I mean, 
I've even spoken to some people who I know are pretty accomplished desert racers, and they're excited to go to King of the Hammers their first time. And I also know there's people who went to King of the Hammers last year and said, this is so cool. I have to do it. So we have the whole gamut in this rookie class from, you know, no experience at all with racing to, you know, maybe even better in the desert than we've ever been. So um, I'm hoping I can shed a little light on it and, uh, you know, give some people some insight as to what it takes to race King of the Hammers and, and also to finish it because it's an accomplishment just to finish that race. And so I think for everybody that goes out there at the starting line, that's at least one of the goals. So when we first talked to you um, and told you about the program, I guess, uh, what were your thoughts about, I mean, you instantly, like you didn't even hesitate when we said what we were going to be doing. And uh, you said, yes, like, I want to be part of this program, like count me in, Uh, I guess. And you've helped like build some of the curriculum as well. You've talked with Lauren about it. I guess what has gone on between you and Lauren about what you guys could bring to the program and even just why you wanted to be involved immediately. Well, Dave told us that we couldn't race unless we helped. So I'm you weren't supposed to say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I'm kidding. No, you know what? Um, I mean, off-road has been super good to me and, and I would love to give back a little bit and try to help people. Um, I also really believe, you know, teaching people some of the lessons that we've learned can help them kind of, you know, not have to go through those same pains that we've had and make it more successful for them. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of the little mistakes that are made in the races are, are basically things that you look back on after you make them and you go, whoops, I wish I had known that now. And so hopefully we can accelerate their learning path. And, uh, you know, we've been doing King of the Hammers for 15 years. And so I think if, uh, you know, we can basically give them some of the tips that we've learned along the way, it'll, it'll make it for a more enjoyable race for those guys. Well, we say this all the time on this show, ultra four, like, specifically our little group of ultra four is really like a a family right a screwed up family but a family nonetheless and this is like a great example of that right like here you go this guy's won hammers three times and he's going to come in here with these dudes that some of them have just bought race cars and you're going to like you're going to give them some of the secrets i mean they're not secrets but you're going to help guide them you're going to help get this through Well, and the other part of that is not just, you know, racing is, that's the end goal, but like uh, Courtney said earlier, there is so much logistics that go into a race of this caliber. You know, there's, there's remote pits, there's, there's a hammer town. There's like, how do you even get there? Like it's, you know, it's a, it's a big undertaking. So for somebody to be able to go through like the process and how it works, like, that's freaking huge. Yeah. And to have somebody like you and Lauren and Raul and some of these big names just say, yeah, we'll, we'll help these new guys. I mean, that's, well, it, that's yeah, the family of ultra four, right? It is the family ultra four. It's different than Saturday night racers that don't want to share with you any secrets and, you know, don't want to tell you what their setup is. And, and I, I can credit that to one person and that was Shannon Campbell, you know, right at the very beginning of uh, the racing thing, you could go to Shannon's pit and ask him, Hey, what spring rates do I need? What, what pressure do you run in your tires? What, you know, how do you guys do this? And Shannon never held back because he had this attitude that said, Hey, I'll build you the same car I have and I'll still go out there and race you heads up. And I think I'm going to win. So he didn't have the attitude that his, you know, technology was a secret. And so he, he sort of started it in ultra four and it stayed that way. And that is like the wheelers mentality, right? If you're a four wheeler and you're on the trail and some guy's broken and you got to stop and help him and 
fix his junk so he can keep going. And then everybody's a big family at the bonfire that night. Right. So um, I think it's a good thing that King of the Hammers has stayed that way. Um, you know, kept everybody friends um, off the race course, you know, I mean, on the race course too, you know, there's so many awesome stories about even the top guys helping each other out during the race, um, trying to get everyone to the finish. And I mean, there was years where, you know, you, you show up at the pit and some guy runs over and says, Hey, can you carry this power steering pump out to race mile 30? Cause we're, our guys are broken out there and your co-driver's carrying an alternator or a power steering pump or something out there and throwing it out of the car as you drive by. But like that doesn't happen in a lot of different forms of racing when they're out there for themselves and the ultra four family is really nice that way. And it stayed that way. Well, I can tell you in the last year that Hopper and I have really started to get involved. Like we feel that we feel that more and more at every race, you know, how can we help you? And our response is, well, how can we help you? You know, that's what it's all about. And uh, it's just, it's nuts, man, to sit here now, like Courtney, you mentioned, you're our first like repeat guest on this show. Like we're a couple of weeks away from having one year under our belt doing this tiny little podcast and like, here we are, man. I mean, we're hanging out with guys. We're getting to know people. We're, you get to know people's families, right? I mean, we've got, we, I'm, I'm going to throw them under the bus here, but Casey Gilbert messaged us and was like, can you guys come to Crandon? I need a little bit of help. I can't get help. And unfortunately we couldn't make it work, but isn't that crazy that we all talk outside of the race and like do whatever we can to get Man, I'd pit for 50 guys if if I could physically do it because that's where we're good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just nuts, man. What a weird racing circle this is. Weird and good, and it's made it grow like crazy, right? Um, Yeah, just also to kind of switching gears, like the the thing I'm going to teach if, you know, we're going through that, you know, on this thing is I'm going to teach this thing. I'm going to call it the winning pace because I think, you know, we've kind of learned what the winning pace is, but everybody's got their own interpretation of it before they've actually won it of what it's going to take. And, you know, I've, I've rolled over and still won the race. Um, we've lost power steering pumps and changed them on the course and still won the race. We've had plenty of flat tires and mistakes and things that you make along the way. And so, you know, like the goal of, of what I'm trying to help everybody with is you see the highlight film, you watch qualifying, you think that the whole seven hours is going to be just like that. Um, but if you've raced in the desert, there's a lot of, a lot of time that just kind of isn't as exciting as that. It's not full adrenaline and it's not making the mistakes, keeping your mental focus, um, making sure you do silly things like hydrate during the race, you know, have a camel back in there and have your co-driver give you water after every trailer or something so that you're on some sort of a schedule. They're silly little things, but they actually make a difference when you then have to jump out and winch the car, you have to rolled over and you don't want to lose your head and say, okay, what do I do right now? I mean, we rolled over this year, winched it back onto its tires and, and still finished second. You know, you can do a lot out in that race. And as long as you keep your head and make good decisions, you know, you get to the finish line a lot more often. And so how you handle yourself in adversity at the hammers is really the difference maker out there. And that's kind of what I'm I'm going to focus on, you know, I think a lot of guys are great drivers and they don't need any driving tips from me. And I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a self-taught driver. I didn't have any background in it. And so I don't really want to preach like, here's how you should do it. I think that people figure out their own way of driving the cars. And I think that's great, but, you know, having the mental mindset about how to go about your approach is probably what, you know, I think could help the most to kind of get more people to the finish line. And, 
you know, and sometimes even the winning pace, you know, we won our first King of the Hammers. It's not unrealistic that somebody else can't jump out there and win their first King of the Hammer. So how you go about that is, is sort of a, you know, it's up here. It's not, it's not just with the steering wheel and the gas pedal. Well, and what a great opportunity too. you know, like a lot of times people, you know, who don't really know what, what goes into racing. Like if you're new to it or you've been to your first hammers and you're like, I want to do this. Um, and it gets into your blood. Like, you know, uh, there's people out there who've been wheeling forever, wrenching on stuff. They can, they can build a car, they can get out there and wheel. But if someone's passionate about this and wants to make this work, like, you know, like we've talked about earlier in the show, like, how do you do social media? How do you work on possibly attracting and, and working with sponsors? And then the, once again, we'll just say it again, like a broken record, but the logistics of everything, how do you get to races? How do you, how do you do this? How do you do that? So I, I think that's a huge um, asset that a lot of people might necessarily not think about, but you guys are providing this. And like, to me, that that's mind blowing. Just all of that extra stuff mixed in with the actual race day. I mean, you were lucky because I was your yes. King of the hammers guy. You were the mayor of uh, circle town it's there true. in Hammertown. Like you were the logistics guy. If it was just me showing up for my first time in on the lake bed, <laughs> I, I was like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, it was so crazy, so overwhelming my first time on the lake bed. So it was super awesome to have somebody there, you, Zach, helping You're me welcome. figure this all out. So, like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, and, and you bring up this, you know, this is a different race, right? This isn't like our regional races or or some of the other small races that people take these rigs to. There's a mentality in this race and it's not just the race, like kind of what you just said, Hopper, we were there 12 days. We never even got in a race car. You have to be mentally prepared to live in this space, you know, for 12 days. You have to be mentally prepared to return to the real world afterwards, right? Yeah, that's kind of hard. Like King of the Hammers depression is like (laughs) a real thing, Um, but it's, it's fun. We love it, but man, it's it's tough just to be there for that long. Courtney, I'm sure you're there much longer than that. I know Miles was there for like a month. For like, I don't know how you guys do that. I remember last year. So last year was obviously the first time I was there for the extent of time that I was. And I, so 29 days, I was there 29 days. And <laughs> is that long for you too, Jason? <laughs> I Not remember- in one stint, not in one stint, but I make a lot of trips. Well, I, I remember the first time I actually went to the ship it shop, Wheeler ship it shop. I thought you were going to say something totally different. (laughs) Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) I went to the Wheeler ship it shop and I, it was a couple days before I was leaving the lake bed. And I remember when I pulled out of Boone road onto the highway and I hit the pavement and I was driving the truck. It was the, and I know this sounds so weird, but it was, you ever, you ever, you know, those stories about the people who are like in one like location and captive in like a location, Mm -hmm. not that I was captive, but they're like (laughs) captive in a location and, and they never leave. They're like tent people. Yeah. And then they're suddenly released into the world. I literally had like that, like that cloud 
when I hit the pavement, I was like, this is so odd. And it was like, it was just so different because I hadn't seen anything other than dirt and clouds of dirt and a camper yeah. <laughs> and the shop and more yeah. dirt and the camper. Not that I'm complaining about it, yeah. but then you hit the pavement and it's, it, it is, it's like a, you, you need like mental clarity for, for a minute after you've been there for literally an entire month. Um, like I said, it's a great month, but then all of a sudden, and I even like, I, I did like a recap reel of it. And I remember it was like the day before I left and everything was gone. And there was just a couple tents left. And I remember I was doing a video and just like doing some little clips. And I was like, this is actually really sad. Like I was excited to go mm. home, but I was like, this is actually really sad that we've worked so hard for so long to build this city and, and it's stress, stress, stress. And then all of a sudden it's, it's just gone and that's it <laughs> until next year. Well, um, you talk about that cloud when you hit the, oh, dude. the asphalt, like the liter pavement. Literal. it's a literal cloud. Like when we were, you know, pulling off, leaving, it was just billowing dust from every like, crevice. Poof, dirt explosion <laughs> coming off the tree yes. in front of you. Um, Courtney, I, I think you're going to have to watch Mad Max and then like go back outside after a couple of times just to kind of get used to that feeling of like being in Mad Max and then going back to the real world. Dude, it's, it, it totally is like that. I, Hopper and I had to go outside of Hammertown oh my gosh. to the BFG pit. We had to have them press out like a bearing for us real quick. And they offer that great service there all week long for free. And uh, we walk the hundred yards to BFG it and we walk a hundred yards back. And he's like, I never want to leave it the was hammer terrifying. Town ever. I was like, I am, I am, I am immersed right now in Mad, in Max. Mad Max. I'm like, where, where's Thunderdome? Huh? Two men enter, one man leave. Like, where is, I, like, I'm living it right now. It was the craziest thing at, ever. At night. Like, oh my God. We just stand on top of our campers and just watch it nuts way off a of topic yep. we're just talking about the greatness of hammers yeah. but i know isn't the bfg garage awesome though They'll oh fix my anything gosh in there. so cool i don't know what we would do without it now you know um getting back on topic uh, <laughs> rookies though so uh let's see what else is there so i already said for everyone else tickets open to hammers 2023 September 1st. So tickets open to the public September 1st. So that's next week. Uh, so that'll be big and that'll be fun. Uh, we talked about the hashtag, everyone following hashtag KOH rookie 23. Uh, so that way you can follow along the journeys. And that was one other thing I was going to say about that is that those builds, like I said, uh, following that hashtag, you can go back and you can see their builds from the beginning. I remember some of those submission videos and I remember seeing them in the very beginning of the video, starting to watch them and being like, oh no, oh no. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they make a spin on the video and out comes this race car. And I was like, oh yes, oh yes. Like this is great because it's like, all of a sudden I'm like, this is not going to be a race car. And then I'm like, yes, this is a race car. And so- 
those, some of those videos are just great and they deserve to be watched. And so mm -hmm. we're actually going to start playing some of them on our social media. Um, I have, uh, our, our content guy, he's actually working on a matchup of some of those videos because we want to show them, but we wanted the rookies to understand how to use social media. So that plays back into what's going to happen at the ranch, uh, with Jason and Lauren and, and Dave and everyone, uh, teaching them, teaching them social, teaching them how to put together decks and race resumes. And instead of having to, you know, hire someone to do that. We're going to teach them how to do that. Um, teach them how to pit, teach them how to find people to pit just literally down to, down to fueling correctly and safely. Um, a couple years ago, I was at KOH, uh, just with the team and I watched a race car in remote pit too, along with a person go up in flames, uh, because they weren't feeling correctly. And so uh, those are things that can be avoided if you're doing it correctly. So we're going to, we're going to teach those types of things, uh, everything, everything we can possibly think of, uh, we're going to, to go over at the ranch. And then, like I said, uh, you know, take them to PRI and, and introduce them to as many people as we possibly can. Um, when people know that they are uh, going to race KOH, for the first time, uh, join our, or go to the website, ultra4racing.com, read through the rules. Uh, if you know you're going to be the registered driver, so we have a private group and it, you can find it off of that website. Uh, you can join that group. It is for the driver of record only. Uh, so it is being checked, vetted, uh, just because that is a group where we're sharing information. We have Google Docs, things like that, um, keeping track of, you know, who's coming to the ranch, uh, who's registering, things like that. Um, so it is running by driver of record. And so it's keeping track of those hashtags. We can watch analytics and stuff, which are all going to lead back to that rookie of the year. And so uh, people, I'm watching the group right now and people are posting, they have no idea that we're pushing this podcast out. Um, all I said was go in, make sure your hashtags registered, make sure you're following that hashtag because, uh, we're going to expand that hashtag in the morning, which is going to be today when this goes out. Um, so all of a sudden they're like, comment, 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 comment. And I'm watching it go down on my other monitor and they're like, yes, 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 go. Um, so they're so excited. Um, and it just keeps growing day by day that we keep getting more of the rookies. So, uh, we are, we're, we're somewhere around like 80, 80 or so wow. rookies right now. Ooh, We've man. never had that before. So I, even Jason's piece is like, what? That's good. Uh, that's not so it's goosebumps. awesome. I mean, like, I got yeah, goosebumps. I know. Same, wow. same. Because so, I'm like, wow, that's you know, it's growing because the the yeah. popularity and all the you know stuff going yeah. around it and everything. But that's a huge number to bring yeah. in as a new class. I mean, gosh, that's like you know twenty yes. percent new racers, right? Yeah, I, I would say in comparison, we had like five hundred, yeah. uh, off the top of my head, racers as a whole take off the line last year. For King of the Hammers 2022. So 15% right are going to be new next year. That's yeah. amazing, you know? Right. And that's across all classes. Yeah, so 49 sure. up to 4,400 uh, EMC. So yeah, we're, we're, do, we're doing this. This is the inaugural rookie class. Mm, so freaking cool. And, and you know what? It's cool. You know, you talk about 
we talked about like the things that you're helping people learn. Like, you know, I just want to hit on that safety thing. You know, safety is a but big they have deal. Five years and saw. And uh, it's it's just one safety is is huge. You know, we've seen. You know, you talked about a fueling incident, and last race we were at, we had a car burn up, and there were, um, you know, there were some issues with that. And safety is one of those things that you can easily overlook, and then you get to the end of the build, and you're like, ah, oh, man, I, I don't want to spend the extra dollar on this, you know, certified suit. So, like, good on you for pushing that because I think that's something that gets overlooked easily, and that's something that we need to focus more on, frankly. Yeah, that does not well, get overlooked also, in our tech. Jason can speak to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, what I've seen out there too is, you know, we go out, we get a new car built and we want to go out and test it. And we jump in it and drive across the, the whoops at 80 miles an hour the first time. It's probably the most dangerous time because you don't really know how it's going to react. You don't know that you're, you know, going to pinch off some oil line at full suspension travel and it's going to come up and hit the exhaust or your power steering hose is going to blow all these little things are, are the highest risk times, right? It's like, uh, it's like taking off in an airplane that just got rebuilt. You never know how it's going to yeah. go on that first flight. Right. So you want to, uh, you want to wear all your safety gear out there doing your shock testing your your stuff like that. Um, almost more than any other time, you know, obviously in the race, it's pretty important, but it's pretty nerve wracking all those other times. And I see a lot of people and, you know, just because we've been doing this for years, that was where people had their shorts and flip-flops on. Mm -hmm. And it was like, this, that's not the right gear for, you know, the conditions, because that's where we've seen most of the mistakes. And unfortunately, I mean, if you guys watch the footage, most of the rollovers and things like that are done during shock testing where guys are trying to make an adjustment and then it doesn't behave the way they thought it would in the same section. And so they get, they get kicked somewhere. And the next thing you know, they're flopping across the desert. So, um, and we've been there, like it's all happened to us too. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, if you guys are going to go out there and drive your cars for the first time, I really think it's a good time to get the belt set up right. You know, um, I'm sure we can spend some time on that at the ranch, too, because, you know, if you're not super familiar with the belts, they can kind of hurt you if you put them in wrong, right? You don't want them in the wrong spot. They'll do not what they're intended to do and maybe even cause you some damage if you were to have a big incident. So, you know, all the little details of getting things dialed, making sure there's not stuff that your legs are going to hit if you... uh you know, hit something and break your ankles and your feet inside the car, which people never really think about until they, you know, realize they, they put something down there that's going to hurt them. If they crash, they don't find out till too late. So we'll help them with some of that stuff too. And we're down there and uh, maybe we can demo out some proper seatbelt setup. So people understand like how, how tight your, you know, your sub strap is supposed to be and how low the belts are supposed to sit on your, on your, on your legs and your iliac crest. So it's, it's in the right spot, you know? And how awesome is that, that these first time, these, these rookie drivers are, are learning this right away. First off, instead of having to figure it out on their own and possibly the hard way, like freaking awesome. So JT said this, um, in Oklahoma, your race car doesn't know the difference between practicing and racing, right? Like it's, you always have to be on top of your safety. And, and he is, JT is a big advocate of that. Um, I think after we saw uh, Evans fire at Oklahoma, I think a lot of people wised up real quick because that could have been anybody. And uh, I also think that fire suppression system sales have like gone up <laughs> since yeah. then, you know, at little things like that, like in the 4,900 UTV class that we're more familiar with, how many dudes are running fire suppression systems? Not, not any, as far as yeah, I know. Not enough. 
And that's all stuff that these guys are going to be getting yeah. from you, you know, first time, Hey, we're going to build this, you know, we want to do this. And then you guys are like, Hey, well, what about this? Like how awesome. Is now that? I will throw this out there a little bit more on the humorous side. When we talk about safety and you talk about breaking your foot in the car, I mean, we all got to go back to a couple years ago and see our good buddy, uh, Mr. Wolf, you know, run over his own foot outside the car. I mean, you got to remember to put that car in park, right? That was Kyle Chaney. Chaney. Was it that Chaney? Was Kyle Chaney? I thought it was Wolf. Oh my gosh. Those that was guys Kyle are both, Chaney. Those guys are both going to give me flack Kyle, for that Zach, one. How embarrassing. All those I still can't am- believe he got back in. That all was those so bad. guys. Those K&M guys all blend together in my mind because all they do is win. Oh, don't. Kyle Cheney and Paul Wolf are two completely different oh, well, guys. they're they're two <laughs> badass race car drivers is what they are. I don't yeah. – Zach, quit fanboying for a minute. Let's get back on topic. <sighs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> so I'm Midwest, so that's how I, I totally know who those two different ones are. That, that was an epic outside of the car accident, though. Yeah. It was. <laughs> Yeah, as much as as much as we want to be safe and as much as it sucks to be on the on the actual functioning end of a rollover or a uh, a wreck as a spectator, that's 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 pretty fun to watch. So but yeah, I digress. So what else do you have for me on rookies? Cause I want I want more rookies out of this. I mean <laughs> Well, want to make sure we cover all the rookies and if anyone has any other rookie questions or Jason do you as a driver do you have any thing that you could think of that people may want to know as a rookie because you've just been kind of thrown into this and said hey teach these teach these drivers about this but um, is there any, is there anything you've heard about the program or things that you don't, I mean, nobody's really told you a whole lot about the program other than the overall plan of it. Does anybody Not have any questions? Told about me specifically, the- but I do have, some, you know, things that if I'm a rookie that I'm always questioning, you know, is like, how does it work when you get down there? You know, I mean, how does the race course open up? How do you get your GPS chip? I mean, I want to make sure they understand they need to be in line. You know, usually it's Friday at noon, but whatever the schedule holds this year, you need to be in line with your chip so that you can go to the, I think it's usually the PCI trailer um, and get the race course because that minute at 12.01 is a ticking time till your start of the race a week later. And every minute counts from that point until the time that you're out there. I mean, that sounds funny, but like our car is fueled up. Uh, we got sandwiches and camelback ready to go and a jacket in there for later that night in case it gets cold because it is the middle of winter and we're standing in line waiting to get our chip so that as soon as we get it, we download it to our GPS, which these guys might need some help with and like how that works. You know, some of them probably do know because they've raced desert, but the ones yep. that don't, you know, they'll need to know how to download that file and get the overlay and see where they're at and then go out and start pre-running and you know, you got to have a strategy on that too, right? You want to go pre-run the desert with everybody else at the same time, or do you want to go start halfway through the course and hit some rocks and go out and knock that out the first day and then go to the desert when it's not a zoo of cars. Mm. So things like that on the strategy, I mean, we'll help you with all that because it really does feel like the fastest week of the year, as far as from being a racer, you know, maybe if you're a fan or you're, you're hanging out, it can seem like groundhog day every day. Cause you know, you wake up a couple bloody Mary's, 
okay, switch to beer, have some food, go to the campfire. You know, it probably just all blends, but when you're racing it and you've got multiple cars that you're racing and you're, you're involved in a lot of efforts, uh, it's the fastest week of the year for me. And so I'm sure any tips that we give these guys, and I'm sure they have a lot of questions on like, how does it actually work and where are you allowed to go? Um, you know, they need to know this stuff because you even have to have a flag that says you're allowed to go onto the military base, uh, which we usually use as part of the race course, uh, so that the military doesn't, you know, drop something out of a drone on you. Cause they think you're, you're infiltrating. So, um, you need to know all the rules and, and you need to kind of understand the flow of it. And I think we're going to be happy to help them, but yeah, if I was a rookie, those are the things I'd be like most nervous about is like, how does it work? What do I do? Where do I go? You know? Well, and think about yeah. this, like you go to that first driver's meeting. And there's like 400 people under that tent. Like half of you can't hear the guys like uh, Chip McLaughlin and Chuck Crossland are making jokes with Dave and Dave's getting irritated. And <laughs> like, it's intimidating when you're standing in that tent for the first time and you don't, you don't know well, what's the, going on. The whole thing's intimidating. If you're a first time racer, like let alone like me, a first time, just a, like a support guy, but first time racer, you know, you've, like for me, I've been following King of the Hammers for many years, right? You know, like I, I watch all these guys on YouTube um, back when cat magazines were a thing, like you'd save the magazines. Oh, wow. Well, this is the one with Shannon Campbell, like you're fanboying and like everything is super intimidating. And then you're there and everything's huge. And you're like, oh, crap, this is super scary. Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like I that's super intimidating then you know that's not even actual racing so yeah yeah um, well and, and you know there's other cool stuff that happens out there that's like you know there'll be a new trail and um everybody that's gonna go run that new trail you know usually a lot of the times you get to the obstacle and you get out and walk and you know you'll but you pull your car off to the side so that it's out of the way so the other guys that want to try to take it can go, go through it. Cause you don't want to become a trail plug out there. Mm. That's a good way to make new friends. Um, but <laughs> it's cool because you'll meet people and, you know, you'll meet the other racers and you can watch their lines and you can see stuff. And so, um, it's not like a big rush, you know, you don't have to go out and pre-run it at, at a quick pace or, or worry about that. It's, it's actually really fun. And, um, in fact, I think we're the funnest pre-runners to be honest with you, because we bring a group of guys that we go with that race the race and all their pre-runners have built-in barbecues. And so we make, uh, yeah. we make burritos out on the trail every year and, uh, tacos and burritos on the trail, uh, for lunch. And so we enjoy our time out there, but I mean, you got to eat, so you might as well make it a good meal while you're out there and, and, and have some fun, but it's a great way to meet people out on the trail too. Cause these tougher obstacles, you know, everybody's challenged by them. It's not just the, the rookies that are going to struggle on it or anything. The pros are having the same time getting through all of it and trying to figure it out. And we are going to talk about all of, all of those logistics and the details all at the ranch. We're going to go through all the safety gear. We've encouraged the rookies to bring the safety gear. Um, and that is why we're trying to encourage everyone to join the, join the group. You know, if you're going to be a first timer, that's why we're trying to get the word, the word out. You know, uh, we were joking about me being the first person to be on here a second time, but this is for our benefit. You know, it's, it's, you know, 
we're excited that that you guys want us to be here, but this is for our benefit too, that we want to get the word out to people. You know, we want them to, to find out about this. We want them to join the group because we want as many people who are going to show up to the lake bed to race for the first time to be in this group so we can help teach them that, you know, like you, you guys keep saying about it's so overwhelming and stuff, you know, showing up at the PCI trailer. Uh, I went, I went pre-running with Brad at level and his group that first day. And I just remember them like texting, like, are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. And like, they're one guy sitting at the trailer waiting. And then we're all, you know, at the, the pit getting ready. Helmets are ready and water bottles are ready. And, you know, they get the chip and they're all, everybody's like straight into the cars and stuff like that. Um, and it is exactly like that. Like get it, go in the cars straight out. And, and everyone just needs to be prepared for things like that. Um, and hopefully we're going to obviously not with, with the KOH maps, but that's a question that we get so many times ahead of time. When can we get the maps? When can we get the maps? Well, that's can everybody asking that. We get it, when are they going to be out? Can we get them earlier this year? <laughs> I still really? ask. I mean, don't worry. <laughs> so uh, are you are you one of those? No, I'm just. Um, no, I'm not. But, you know, the other thing, too, that is cool is like, you know, the fans that go to King of the Hammers are hardcore racers or hardcore fans. Like, hmm. you know, I think it's not um, the same group that you would find that is just going for some entertainment, right? They're going because they love off-road. They've got off-road vehicles. They're, they're out there. And so if you're a rookie, you know, you might want to start posting up that you're looking for help in pits. I mean, you got remote pits, um, you know, you can train them all week, right? So if they're going to come out, you can meet the guys early, make sure they fit your vibe of your team and that they're the right guys. And if they are, then you can say, Hey, okay, I need you know, you to practice doing some tire changes during the week. I want you to figure out where you, the jacking points are, you know, let's do a tire change. Make sure you guys understand you can't strip the lug nuts out. It's not the race like in NASCAR. I need to maybe change a tire again later. So don't strip all the threads on here. Get it all tight. Um, you know, but you got to train the guys. I think the only guys that you don't want to train maybe, Courtney, are your fuel guys, right? You want them to be part of your crew because um, yeah. that's pretty, you know, something that you really have to practice. And also, you know, all week long, you should be refueling your car for pre-running and things like that, pretending it's a real fuel stop so that you're getting the hang of, what it takes. I'm guilty of not doing that. I mean, we had, you know, all the opportunity in the world a couple of years back to, to fuel the car out of our fuel tower that we used. And we never did it all week. Come race day, we had the thing flipped upside down and, and didn't fill it full of fuel and leaving the race, we ran out of gas in the middle of the desert. So um, it happens to everybody, but those are lessons learned that we want to share back to the rookies and, and hopefully help them so they don't have to live those painful, you know, 364 days until the next race again, to, to show that they learned a lesson. So I got a great idea. You're going to love it next year because it's probably a little too late this year. You need to have a KOH rookie pit crew class. Pit crew class or challenge or like, like class, like, Hey, we we've done this. Like, we'll show you like, this is how you get to these pits. This is how you fuel these cars. This is what you got to bring. You know, let's be honest we talk about all well, this exciting stuff. Like a lot of us end up sitting out there in the middle of the desert for six hours with nothing to do. Like waiting. If you guys want to watch how to pit and you want to learn you go watch the TT rate, the T one race the day yeah. before or whatever. And you watch those guys because that's a well-oiled machine watching those teams. They know what they're doing. 
and just standing there, you know, out of their way and watching them pit. I mean, I learned something from them every time. So they have it dialed, you know, and those guys, they do a lot of pitting in all their offer in all their desert races. And, you know, that time now is down to a little window that they have as a differential between the drivers. So they make the most of it, but yeah, for sure. It would be good to have more, you know, more for the, I think we're going to do a pit crew challenge. I don't want to spoil it. I, I think there's a pit crew challenge this year again, from what I've heard. So, um, you know, going and watching that too is, is a great lesson. Like everything that you do that you think maybe is just to go have some fun and drink some beers, you can learn a little bit too watching it. So, um, you know, it's a good, it's good to keep your eyes out there. Well, Jason, I mean, I sure hope that all the rookies are going to listen to this. So you just told them to go and watch the trophy trucks, but also you the T1s, T1s, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> watch what we say. Um, but you, you also should mark that in your notes to tell them that at the ranch. So you don't forget, but they should know that from, from doing this right now too. So, um, yeah, listen up your kids. Listen, right. This they is, should this all is. be listening to this over and over and over again. So they should be studying everything that you're saying. Cause you're giving a lot of great advice for them. Um, but you're going to give a lot more at the ranch. So this is just a little snippet. So um, this, like I said, for the fans, uh, for anybody who has ever considered racing King of the Hammers, um, a couple questions, like I said, that we get, uh, you need to bring your own car. We do not provide the car. That is a question that I have received <laughs> several times. I, I know, but I'm throwing it out there because the, those are the questions that I received. Uh, we do not provide the race car. You need to bring your own race car. Um, you do not need to bring your race car to the ranch if you are attending the ranch. Although if you are able to bring your race car or uh, like a camper or something, if you're within uh, an area that you can drive to, yes, please do that. Um, but other than that, uh, KOH rookie class of 2023 is not for a rookie that has never driven before. It is for a rookie who has never driven King of the Hammers before, just to clarify. Um, so to wrap it up and just kind of run an overview of the program one more time, uh, rookie class of 2023 is the inaugural, uh, the inaugural program for King of the Hammers for anyone who's new to driving at King of the Hammers. Um, anyone who is anyone is eligible who has never driven before all classes, 4,900, EMC, and 4,400. Um, we are encouraging people to drive the, or people to race the um, Ultra 4 USA series leading up to it. So that is, uh, we had originally said when it was just the 4,400 and we were looking for the one driver that you could not have driven in um, the Ultra 4 series or king of the hammers um so now that we've opened it up to all classes um we are encouraging you to go get seat time so please yeah, do that. so come come to oklahoma at the end of october or crandon crandon's next week so crandon week, that's yep. where you can go and, and do uh, if, if nothing else just come and meet people shake hands introduce yourselves i mean it's these races these regional races are half for us half race half networking I mean, it yes. pays off in later races for sure. Yes. Um, so we're teaching you how to, to do everything in the class, inviting you out to Dave Cole's personal ranch, um, bring, inviting you to join us at PA.
ARI uh, in Indy. We're uh, helping network with you. We're uh, giving you opportunities to earn your entry feedback. 4,400 rookies. Uh, you qualify during your normal scheduled class time. You must con complete the qualifying course and you receive your entry feedback. Um, EMC rookies and 4,900 rookies, you uh, complete the race in official race time and you receive your entry back. Uh, additional to that, there is rookie of the year, which that's where the hashtags come in. Everybody again, follow hashtag KOH rookie 23, uh, follow along with the journeys and uh, the fans and racers are going to be voting on the rookie of the year. So that's going to be fun all KOH week, as well as live at the fire. If you're at KOH and then live um, on the show, we're going to be showing the ticker throughout the whole week on the show, watching um, the voting of the, uh, of the rookie. So we're going to be able to watch that. Um, drivers, Jason, you, driver votes are going to count as two. So follow along with the rookies and, and see who, see who you are liking and going to go for, uh, so additional purses on top of that for the rookies, that's on top of getting your entry feedback. Jason's looking like, wait, why are they getting all this extra money? <laughs> um, so on top of getting your entry, being able to earn your entry feedback and on top of an extra purse for the rookie of the year. So you can get your entry feedback. Uh, you can get an extra $2,400 for rookie of the year. And then 4,400 rookies, the highest finisher of the rookies if the 4,400, an extra $1,000. EMC rookies in each class, 45, 46, 48, and EV, extra $1,000 to each of them. 4,900, each subclass, open, pro mod, stock NA, stock turbo, extra $1,000 to each of them. Um, and then a bonus $1,000 to one go-getter in each class overall selected by KOH staff that are involved, um, extra $1,000 to each of them. And so we're so much on the line for the rookies, um, just trying to really make it great, trying to take the stress off, help them get there, help them get through it. On top of that, they're going to have a, a border around the number plates. So you can tell who the rookies are, decals. Um, everybody's seen the rookie logo by now. So they have merchandise that they can get with the rookie logo on it. Um, you know, the social hashtags, we're going to be doing production pieces, interviews and, and fun videos with them at KOH. That'll be through social media that we're going to be getting at the ranch. Uh, so you're going to see a lot of the rookies coming up on social media, produce pieces by our team. Uh, you'll see them in the live show a lot. We have a lot of uh, uh, pieces planned for them. Uh, Jason, we're going to throw you in some of those too, since <laughs> you're helping. So, um, I'm impressed with everything you're doing. It's really cool. Uh, that's that's Thank amazing. You. You're putting so much into it for the rookies. So thanks for doing that, Courtney, and for organizing it. And uh, I think I'll sign off here, but I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I can't wait to see everybody in the middle of October. And uh, go Jayhawks. So see you guys yes. soon. See Courtney. Right. He saw that. He saw that. He did see it. I told him nobody's going to notice. Okay. Uh, thanks, Jason. Thank I'll you. We'll you see you so, so uh, that's pretty much it. So, so I real quick, at you really fast. Yeah. So well, the circle, time. circle back around real quick. You kind of talked about like the voting and the uh, uh, like, you know, like the tickers and stuff like that. Um, so what you're saying is it's pretty important that people are practicing their social media presence and the use of hashtags leading up to this. Is that what I'm hearing? 
Yes. The rookies, they need yes. to be, they need to be on those hashtags. So that's why we just did a, a meeting last week. We were on, uh, they had question after question after question, and they were all phenomenal. Um, they, there was no repeat questions. Even we were mm. on for a really long time and they, they, all had really great questions about videos and hashtags and how to do this and that. And, uh, so hashtag K O H rookie two, three, um, everybody go follow that one hashtag. And then, uh, all of our rookies are using that plus their personal hashtag. Uh, I'll just, that's like the most important thing. I just yeah. want to keep saying for fans, at least that they'll follow that. And then they'll be able to watch the videos that our rookies are posting and follow their journey. They can look back at the individual accounts by post or by, by following that one hashtag. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, yeah, they're going to vote and, and watch, like I said, some of those videos, if you, if you like stories uh, about people, people's passion, mm -hmm. if you like stories about um, up and comers, if you like stories about, oh gosh, anything racing, um, yeah. If you like stories about the builds, any of that, you're going to get it on that hashtag. Well, um, I'll, I'll just say just this started. right now for the, the rookies listening to this. I spend a lot of time on Instagram and I'm following this hashtag and I'm super excited to see what you guys come up with, as are a lot of other people listening who are putting this hashtag in their phones to follow. We want to see what you're doing. We want to see lots of content. We want to see you not only just following videos too, even if you feel like maybe it's not the best video, we want to see it. That's, I mean, we're living vicariously through you, the rookies as you're posting. So post a lot and post off often. I can say this, these guys need to listen to you, Courtney, because we had a weak, weak hashtag game here yeah. at the pit guys. You, uh, not only got us on track and straightened out, but you, uh, you are great at giving me, uh, and Hopper advice, <laughs> you know, Hey, you need to update your profile. Great <laughs> advice. People. Yes. When she hey, tells guys. you to hashtag something, guys, you do it. freaking hashtag it. I'm not a hashtagger. Okay. I'm, I'm like right on this generational line where I don't get it, but it doesn't matter because it works. Just yep. do it. Don't ask. Just do it. Yep. I appreciate you. <laughs> well, you. Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not always right, but I, I try and, I try I am and good. find things. I, I'll tell you this. Instagram lets you have a maximum of 30 hashtags in one post. Okay. <laughs> I've learned this. Don't, don't. Um, they don't. So, I mean, no, I'm saying don't, don't, you oh, don't need to do that. Yeah. No. See, Zach. So, so we have, uh, <laughs> We have our like core hashtags that we always use for this show. Um, sometime roll through there. You'll find some interesting ones. We also put some funny ones in there. Yeah. I, you know, I'll tell you right now. Hashtag boats and hose. Look it up. If you've ever <laughs> oh, seen. No, I'm familiar. If you ever seen Step Brothers, you, you get it. It's a joke. But uh, you'll see a lot of pretty girls on boats and then you'll see Hopper's face. <laughs> Uh, that's one of that's one of our hashtags like get creative with it like you have your staple hashtags but then throw some other stuff out there you know and it's a little different in 4900 hashtag all those manufacturers hashtag events that you go to hashtag your sponsors i mean it's it really is a tool that works in this 
algorithmic world that we live in now, right? Look That's how you, you explain it. Well, this is how you explained it to me. Yeah. So, I'm so proud. Like I'm beaming right now. I'm so proud of you. All because I'm of so the hashtag votes and hoes, right? I'm so proud of you. A what? year ago, you would have never said that. No, yeah. I avoided hashtags at all costs. We're fa- <laughs> well, we're, I say we are, but Zach is a fast learner. When I have to be. <laughs> Oh. Look at your game going. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. I mean, we just had freaking Jason Shearer, a three-time oh gosh, like, Hammers winner, on this show. Like, I still am like, I can't, I can't stop smiling. Like, that was so cool. I was nervous when Dave Cole came on, um, almost a year ago. Like, I'm always, We've had some really awesome guys and and gals join us on this show. I can't say that I have a favorite, but man, that's pretty badass to have a three-time king on the show. Yeah. I don't know if those boys at that other podcast have had that. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. But yeah. Well, awesome. Is there any other any other stuff that you'd like to to get across or I mean, I came here to talk about the rookies and I talked a lot about the rookies. So I love it. I think that we have created a great podcast here where all of these guys and gals that are entered and the fans can get more information. Um, we also just got ourselves all jacked up for King of the Hammers. Yes. Like, oh, my God. I, I told my wife last week we were at, at this event that uh, I help host uh, to the Taylor Park UTV rally. And everybody comes on Wednesday. And I told her, I said, this is my second favorite day of the year. And she said, well, what's your first? And I said, the day that I pull into Hammertown Mm -hmm. and I see the gate that says, welcome to Hammertown. And just saying that gives me chills. I got goosebumps. I mean, you know what? This year, we have some great things that are going to happen oh my gosh i'm so excited the beginning about you talked the beginning about um us being able to like focus on you know king of the hammers and and things like that and um it's going to be phenomenal (laughs) so and here's here's something a little random like i went last year and you know you guys do an amazing job like all the work that goes in before people show up and then the work after like the cleanup and all that one of these years i'm going to uh volunteer and hang out for the cleanup afterwards like lost and found is my thing like that's my jam <laughs> so i want to help with that because i feel like there's a lot of lost and found out there and i believe it or not i'm pretty good at getting stuff back to their owners so it's a it's a thing i got it's a specialty random I'm side sure note that- sorry <laughs> I'm sure that anyone would be happy to have to have more volunteers. Yes. Absolutely. Well, but then I got the stupid thing that the old J-O-B that gets in the way of all that. <laughs> well, we really appreciate you coming back on tonight. Uh, you know, we we love when guests and especially you like to come on here and announce things mm-hmm. like that gives us a, a big jolt of energy. Uh, excitement. Uh, I I told you earlier today you were second um, only to JT in episode listens, so this might be your chance here to overtake JT. Um, I mean, I'll, yes. I'm I'm rooting for you. Yeah, 
thank you. I'm pretty, that's pretty exciting to me. When you told me that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> like I was on it a lo- really long time ago. Well, it doesn't feel like that long ago. It was less than a year ago. We're, we're going to have to do something special here in the next few weeks for our yeah, year like anniversary. Anniversary edition. Maybe, maybe you and me should go to dinner or something. Or do it without our shirts on. That's really, oh, God. Yeah, okay. I still haven't looked at those photos and, and video you sent me beforehand. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about. Sturgis. We'll just leave it at that. Sturgis. Should I look but... at that right now? What? Um, hey, look at the time. Look, would you look at the time? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh my gosh. Bad connection all of a sudden. Whoops. <laughs> you can't unsee those pictures. Remember that. Uh... Hey. I'm gonna watch this while we're on here. I'm oh. turning down the volume because I don't know. Oh, this to... is this is bad, and I do hold JT 100% accountable for this. Um, I hope I hope he <laughs> listens. Um, yeah, good guy, bad decision. Uh-huh. That's what that was. Thanks, thanks for calling me a good guy, Zach. No, I was oh. saying J- JT's a good guy. Oh. He made a bad decision, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm watching things. <laughs> yeah. You guys are, you know, phone- <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah, like I said, you can't unsee it. These are well, things nightmares are made of. Well, that was a great episode, Zach. Uh, yeah. We should, we should end here while we're on a high <laughs> note. It's going to get, it's going to go downhill real yeah. fast. <laughs> well, okay. Thank, thanks for coming on, Courtney. We appreciate it. We'll, uh, We'll get Put this my phone all... down so I can focus. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll try to wipe this out of our memory uh, this last few minutes. But a great great episode. Uh, we want everybody that's listening uh, to stick around. We're gonna get a quick word from our new sponsor that we got, and uh, we're gonna go into our open segment, which is always entertaining. <laughs> Not necessarily race related, but yeah. uh, but this time it's gonna be the ending opening segment. Yeah, it's so. always entertaining. Uh, and I do have things to rant about this time, yep. believe it or not. Hopper had a truly, so you need to tune in. So uh, Mango chili. Yeah. It still does not sound good to me. Well, so thank you guys for, for, I knew that I was going to surprise you with Jason. Oh my gosh. And so, yes. so I appreciate the fact that you, you flipped your show around um, <laughs> so that we could talk rookies. I wanted to make sure that we got all the information out there. Um, and I appreciate you guys having uh, me on here again and you guys are awesome like i said you are you're like the the hometown i'm from the country remember i'm from the country and yeah. you guys are like the hometown boys so uh, you're the ones you're the ones to do this on do this with and push out push out the rookie stuff to to the world and talk to them with it about so thank you yeah thank you 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 bet no problem all right on that note yeah let's kick it let's kick it over we'll get a word from our new sponsor and uh we'll go from yeah we'll go from there thanks again courtney really appreciate it thank you guys hey hopper let's take a minute to thank our newest sponsor colorado land tire and service well aren't those the guys that saved your bacon when your camper got a flat uh out there on your way to um south dakota no, no, no. That was Nebraska Land Tire and Service. Oh, oh yeah. They're the guys uh, that sponsored the Taylor Park UTV rally in August, right? No, no. You're thinking of Kansas Land Tire and Service. 
uh, well, who the heck is Colorado Land Tire in service? Dude, they're the guys that we use in Colorado when we need new tires on our dualies and our race trailers. Oh, oh yeah. Don't they, uh, don't they sell off-road Jeep and UTV wheels and tires and stuff like that as well? Yep, those are the guys. Hit up our friends over at Colorado Land, Kansas Land, and Nebraska Land Tire and Service for all your tire and wheel needs. And don't forget to tell them the pit guys sent you. All right. Well, that was pretty awesome. I love it when Courtney calls me and really wants to be on our podcast, man. <laughs> so freaking cool. She always brings us something good. Yeah. So uh, we, we promised a spicy open segment tonight. An opening closing segment because goodness knows I have a lot of things to be annoyed about. Well, it's rainy it's cloudy you went to work at 2 a.m this morning yes it was an early morning it was (coughs) i i can't so we have to do these like plant shutdowns and we have to do them at low flow which is like from 3 a.m to 5 a.m but you go in at 2 because you have to shut stuff down you have to wait for things to spool down i don't i don't got much more of these whole plant shutdowns left in my system before i just die of hypertension or something i can't believe you even do it man it's it's not a it's non-negotiable according to my contractors. Man, eh, contractors. Mm. So uh, anyway, so we've we had a great week last week. Let's let's start with amazing last week. weekend. We kind of did promise that we were going to tape a live podcast from the Taylor Park UTV rally. That never uh, really materialized because we uh, a got lazy. And B, it was raining the whole time. Yep. And in evening time, when it was podcast time, it was like 42 degrees. And C, uh, you might have had some twisted iced teas. Yes. Not a lot, because I had my girls with me, but I did have some. It was a great week. We had a blast out Mm. there with everybody. Uh, This was your second time, so like people were starting to like recognize you. Yep, second time. However, this is the first annual daddy-daughter weekend hashtag no moms allowed this is the my girls had a blast uh my wife had a blast being by herself over the weekend so this is going to be a our every year daddy daughter trip and i do need to put it on record you did ask me to start looking for utvs for you yes there's ulterior motives however i am not going to be using the utv but if i get a utv for my wife and kids then I can build a race car or a buggy or something as a two-seater. I don't have to worry about space for the kids because my wife and the kids can have their UTV and then uh, I'll have my buggy. Yeah, this is how it always starts with everybody, man. Uh, I'm not a UTV guy. Uh, I would like to really thank our friend Robert Taylor. Mm. Uh, we saw him, um, Talon Taylor. We saw him at the UTV rally i need to thank him from the bottom of my heart for him no doing something that needed to be done for a long time listen that son of a that son of a he came up to me he called you out uh, robert i'm sorry if i have let you down or offended you but just there you know i am my own man i can't do what other people tell me to do right like it was super good to see robert i he's a great dude but he kind of uh, rained on my parade a little bit. He scolded you, man. He did. Yes. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Hopper um, swears to bleed blue. I do. When Diesel. It, when it comes to Ford 
trucks. Diesel. Um, Power stroke. But now all of a sudden he's creating these rules and his <laughs> lines are getting wavy and gray. I mean... I'm a big fan of the Chevy Suburban. Not so much the Silverado pickups because if you're going to have a pickup... But then here's the thing. I'm a big LS platform fan. Like, it's super versatile and there's a ton of support. And then you go look at Ford's lineup. However, however, that could be changing, Zach. That could be changing. Because the more I read about EcoBoost... And don't you out there in listener land, don't you... Suckers with shops and deep pockets decide to steal my ideas and, and do this first because this is my idea, and that is... I had this idea, like, years ago, but okay. What idea was that? To be a Freaking weirdo? Freaking EcoBoost and Coyote Motors, man. No, 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 no. No Coyote Motors. Coyote Motors are... You may as well do an LS swap because it's just another freaking dumpy... I'm not even the Ford guy in no. this group anymore. EcoBoost, though. Oh. E- lightweight. I love a good EcoBoost. The problem with EcoBoost is there is no... There is so little aftermarket support. That's the beauty of the LS platform is there's so much out there. Standalone controllers, you name it. You, you probably like your government to pay back your student loans, too. You know, if I had student loans, that'd be great. However, um, I'm going to uh, take out a loan and call it a student loan and just have the government pay it off, and they'll have free ten grand. Yeah, my, my bank called me today to verify that my mortgage identified as a student <laughs> loan, so they thought we'd be in the good goodness anyway that's as political as we're ever gonna get back to the robert calling you out like you should be man good for him robert you know he's he's a ford guy but the problem with fords is they had a really rough time in the late 90s early thousands they had the they had the triton motor which is a hunk of burning garbage they had the 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 spark plug popper special (laughs) you know they just it was this supposed to be this stupid modular thing, and like I'm a Ford guy, but I've never been able to get on board with the Triton platform. I'm not a big fan of their V10. Like it's just, it's a, it really, it's not a high RPM motor, but it really makes its power in the high RPMs. And what do we know about motors? One of the things that kills them is high RPMs. So, eh. anyway, well, that- gasoline stuff. I, I, the Ford is redeeming itself in my eyes with the EcoBoost platform. I'm still learning about it, but there could be a, a could be a potential instead of uh, LS swapping my XJ, it's gonna get an EcoBoost swap in it. I mean, it'd be different, and it would potentially be awesome. However, there's some problems that go along with that. Not just not just uh, you know aftermarket support, but actual size, like weight wise, it's the the bigger EcoBoost is comparable to the LS platform, but then you have to think about like it's got, you know, wider with the heads. Her hips are a little wider, so she don't fit as well inside the engine bay. Well, that um, sounds like a personal problem, man. Yeah. So anyway, I mean, there's stuff to think about, but so uh, that's a great segue into. Uh, you came into my garage this evening to record, all hot and bothered. Well, so that I, was this wasn't even the spicy portion so yet. We haven't I even drive, got there. From Granby to here, and... <laughs> About 20 miles. There's... So, there's... Okay, so, while I was driving here, I was getting really annoyed at three subgroups of people-slash-vehicles. We're going to complain about the first one first. And that is dweebs who drive their low-mile Nissan 
whatevers and Toyota Tacomas and whatever else all these people drive these days. What I call a pickup. Yeah, but basically a truck, it's a, but a, a sedan with a bed on it. And they all have either a Dakine or a Thule or one of those stupid tailgate aprons so they can drape their stupid mountain bikes over the tailgate. And then they drive around there like, oh, look at me, Patagonia, Toyota. And they're a bunch of nerds. Nothing against Toyota. I like the Toyota platform. But for some reason, tool sheds end up driving them half the time. But so I'm following this dweeb out of Gramby. He's got a freaking Dakine or Dakney. I don't know how you pronounce it. Ski culture, bro. Whatever. Anyway, it's draped over the tailgate. No mountain bike. And we get to red dirt, and it's always like tactical positioning to make sure you're in a good spot. He's the only vehicle in front of me, and there's no one behind us. And there was, well, there was one more truck in front of him, but he turned. So I'm like, all right, do I pass you or not? I'm like, I'm going to take a chance to not pass you. Also, we were both doing 80, and I couldn't get around him because he kept going faster. (laughs) And my poor old. 4L60E transmission in the Suburban was screaming, Daddy, stop! So I had to back off the throttle. Anyway, get to the top of Red Dirt. Goes back to a single lane. What did this freaking nerd do? He hovers around 60 to 55 the rest of the freaking way to Winter Park. That always happens to Mm. me on that hill. I catch a guy doing 80, and as soon as we get to the top, he slows down. So the whole time, I'm just staring at this stupid bike diaper thinking about oh that's a great thinking way to about like it. just punching my extendo fist through the back of his window in his pickup grabbing his spine yanking it out and shaking it in disgust i was so annoyed but if, even if you did that the uh the bike diaper would protect his tailgate i know well at least he'll have a shiny tailgate you'd hate to scratch your tailgate with your bike right that's the whole purpose of these things however is it not ironic that the thing does nothing but scratch your tailgate because it's a piece of cloth with dirt in, in between it, it and the tailgate. Yeah. I, that's what I don't understand about those things. So then another subgroup of people is is uh, Tesla drivers. And literally, Tesla's has replaced the Hummer as the uh, symbol for douchery in our world today. Don't get me wrong. I think Teslas are great. I would love to own one someday. I mean, you are kind of a douche, so... You've been talking to... uh, Never mind. Anyway. (laughs) uh, So, I went to Taylor Park, right? And and there's clusters. Clusters of Teslas. They don't, like... They don't roam. They stay around their charge stations. So, there's a pretty solid cluster in Winter Park, Fraser area. And then, Leadville, there's a... Another solid cluster they in Leadville. They had a massive charging station in Leadville. Dude, they have all sorts of stuff. And then I, I was like, man, Leadville, you couldn't swing a cat without hitting new development in Leadville. I haven't been there since last year. And holy moly, the yeah. development there. And then I read an article in the Colorado Sun about how, about the gentrification of Leadville and all these deep-pocketed remote workers are all moving there in droves. Well, and, it's uh, because uh, they sell those shirts there. Uh, Manzalana? Uh, uh, what oh, what's it? it? Shoot, we're gonna have to get Casey oh, down. Hang here. on, mesothelioma. Hang... Uh, I can't remember the <laughs> name of those shirts. You literally have to make an appointment to get to go into the store, and they are usually booked up a month in advance. 
It's like Patagonia, only like they way Gucci. They hand make it right there. Casey and Parker each have a shirt from them. Very nice. Melanzana. Melanzana. That's what it is. It's I mean, like, we were close. It's like bougie. Yeah. Patagonia. So anyway, so and I'm driving along and I look inside the you know I every vehicle I pass I scan the occupants. I just want to see what type of people drive what, and it's always like these really, really skinny angry looking old people with like short hair and like anger in their eyes rich angry old people anyway that's neither here nor there last group of people and this was super annoying to me is people that buy f-250s f-350s especially duallys any kind of truck in my opinion but but this is it's more of a cancer in the three-quarter and one ton and it's the new ones it's not like hey let's get a let's get in 2001 f-250 and do this to it because that doesn't happen anyway they get tonneau covers okay so you got a dually you got i didn't see this an f-450 dually with a tonneau cover on top of the tonneau cover is ski racks and a rocket box or some other cargo box what the heck dude you buy a truck with the payload the towing capacity of an f-450 you got six tires you got all of this. It's it's just it's stupid. And then you put a freaking <coughs> tonneau cover on it, and then you haul stuff in a rocket box. At that point, just go buy yourself a damn suburban or an expedition or something, and leave the heavy duty trucks to the people who actually haul. That's the reason why I can't go buy a four F four fifty, is because of all these ass chickens going out there and <laughs> doing this stupid thing. Uh. That and I can't afford them. <laughs> I will agree with you that in any truck that I see that has some form of cargo box, bike rack, slash whatever over the bed frustrates me. Why did you buy a truck? What do you have in that bed? That's what I'm always curious. And then there's the guys that have the toppers that are like, hey, I need a dually to pull my teeny little bumper pole with. And I'm like, I could tow that bumper pull with my Subaru, and here you are needing a dually, but then you have to realize it's a Chevy. It's a Duramax dually, so actually it's I kind of like a Subaru I with feel like on you're it. talking to me. I need to remind you that, A, I pull a 26-foot toy hauler. Yeah, it's like pulling a eggshell. It's hollow inside. There's nothing in it. It weighs, what is it weigh? Like... 6,000 pounds, nothing. And B, I need to remind you that your truck can't even pull my trailer. Why would you go there? Because it's broke. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I deserve that. I'm sorry, Zach. You didn't have to you didn't have to hurt me like that. Yeah, my head gaskets are still blown, but I've got new O-ringed heads by Kill Devil ordered. Once those get there, then those can go on and I'll have a functioning pull truck again. Well, I'm hoping that you have a truck by October. I better. <laughs> I better. But anyway, so that's my week of annoyances. Uh, my camper trailer that I built. Oh, it turned out great. Oh, it pulled like a dream. It looks so trashy. It's just perfect for you. Yes, man. it's so great. Because Fully it, functioning. It's got a bougie uh, Hallmark Guanella pop-up camper on it, which is like I've been told by several people um, who know about bougie stuff that it is actually pretty hip, and it's nice. So I've got this nice camper on this ghetto trailer 
but the trailer's well built, the part I built, the rest of it's ghetto, and it tows great, and my Suburban did a good job, um, and, uh, like I said, the girls and I had a blast hanging out in it. It's a little small, but that's what it's built for. It's not, it's not nice and roomy like yours. You know how I was, like, making fun of you for having a giant eggshell? It's super nice to have all of the room of a toy hauler when it's rainy out and you got little kids because they can just, like, do their thing in the middle. It's yep. super nice. Nice open floor plan. Yeah. And... Let's not let's not uh, forget. Let's let's memorialize. Think about that brisket that we had oh, in Taylor Park. Beautiful brisket. I have been craving it all week. I'm like, I wonder where those leftovers made it. Provided by me and Casey. Prepared by you. Oh, smoked by Pit Boss and delicious hardwood pellets. At 4 a.m., I woke up to some noise outside of my camper. And I'm like, what the heck is going on outside of my camper? Oh, it's just Hopper turning on the grill. Yeah. No big deal. It was it was great. I've been thinking about that all week. It was really good. Uh, all the food we ate was good, man. It was just a good trip in general. Mm. And we're heading into like my most favorite time of the year, which is autumn. Well, it's fall here already. Yeah, like we're we're the the leaves are changing, the weather's changing. We still have some nice days ahead of us. We still We'll get a cold snap or two, and we'll have an Indian summer or two coming our way. But we're on the downhill downhill slide. We're we're cruising right out of summer, right into autumn, and uh, winter's right around the corner. Oh, looks like the oh. uh, the worst guest ever just showed up. Oh gosh, do he, I need to let him in? Here we go. He can ring the doorbell. I've got servants that let people in here. Don't let your wife hear that. Well, I met Parker. Oh, the, okay. The six year old. All right. Uh, I mean, maybe we should mention this week was the beginning of school for yes, children. Yes, it was. Well, and my wife, because my wife works at the school. Yep. So we got that going on. I came home from Taylor Park and I thought, all right, we got two months until nationals in October for Ultra Four, our last race of the year. I can just settle down and work for two months, get some of my PTO and comp time back. And then we started talking Monday afternoon and all of a sudden my calendar got real full real, real quick. fast. Yeah. We got yep. all kinds of stuff going on. Stuff's coming up. Things we can't talk mm. about on here. Nope. Don't bring it up. Can't do it. Secret. Mm. Top secret. Secret squirrel. But uh, I have so much stuff to wrap up before winter comes. And uh, make, sure you're, make sure you're watching my YouTube channel, Doing Stuff with Hopper. And when you're watching, make sure you uh, hit that like button. The last one was a great one. I have to say, I really enjoyed it. There's some good memories in there. So, yeah. Well, let's wrap it up, man. Let's what do a, it. What a great episode. Yeah. Uh, super pumped that we had Courtney come on. Um, always, always welcome to have her on the show. Uh, we got a couple of cool guests lined up. Uh, Crandon's in a couple of weeks. Uh, not even a couple of weeks, like yeah, a week like, and a half. I'm not going to make it, unfortunately. Yeah, we, we really tried, but we just can't just make it happen. happen. Um, we'll do a little bit of a preview next week. Yeah. But uh, I'm really excited because after Crandon, we will have a full picture of all the points races in yep. Ultra 4 for the season finale in Oklahoma. Uh, it's going to be a good time. But And y'all better be prepping for Hammers. Because it's going to be, literally, we're going to wake up and they're like, ooh, crap, we got to leave for hammers. Yeah, I was just, when I was talking to Courtney this morning, I made the comment, I'm going to be busier in the off season than I am, like, 
mm-hmm. in the rest of the season. So, yeah. Anyway, big shout out to Courtney King Hammers. Love everything those guys are doing. A lot of exciting stuff. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. Look up Hopper on YouTube, doing stuff with Hopper. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Thanks. You've been listening to The Pit Guys. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. We'll see you at the races.